Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. Put your pyjama bottoms back on. I'm just airing. Don't worry about that now. We've got to tell everybody about the show. What show? It's our sixth anniversary Razzmatazz. Already? Already. It's been a whole year. Well, get yourself ready, because we need to tell everybody about how they get their tickets. Tickets? What tickets? For the Razzmatazz. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, sorry, I'm half asleep, pal. Huh? Right, worry. let's get on it. Let's get on it. Well, Who's wanna, playing? Well, Who's I was playing? just about to tell you, we've got the amazing Undiscovered. <gasps> oh. Who else? And we've got the also amazing Memphis Sundogs. And and to finish the night off, we've got the amazing binomial. Oh. That's a fantastic lineup. So how can we get our tickets? Well, let me tell you how. If you email pancastatlive.com with however many tickets you want, tickets are only £10. Only? For all that? Only £10 for a night of fun and frolics. Barking. So, Pav, when is it? It's on Saturday the 23rd of March. Where is it? At the Bingham Hall in Sirencester. And what time is it? Well, the doors open at 7. <gasps> oh, and where do we get our tickets again? Just email pancastatlive.com. That's pancastatlive.com. Let us know how many tickets you want and we'll sort it out for you. And how much again? £10 a ticket. £10? There's a licence bar. <gasps> There's going to be fun and there's going to be frolics. Oh, yes. It's the Pancast 6th Anniversary Razzmatazz. <gasps> How exciting. I can't wait. When is it? <laughs> I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> 
this is Sue, and you're listening to What the Actual Fuck? Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hey, what the actual fuckers, and welcome to WTAF of This Country podcast. Now, first, he doesn't think Len has a chance this year, doesn't want to fight with him, but does think that Len Scarecrow is a pile of shit. It's Neil. And I'm not wrong, am I? You're not wrong. He's, he has trouble with his hands. He does. He can't, he hands. can't form hands. <laughs> he just can't form hands. <laughs> can't no. form hey hands. Indeed. Now, our super fan guest this episode is our first guest from across the pond. He's a comedian, writer, and one of the top financial gurus in the United States. Please welcome Greg Gethard. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm so thrilled and honored to be on the miracle of a transatlantic podcast to talk about my favorite tv show and one that i know that no one else i actually know has ever watched (laughs) well that's uh, first of all thank you very much for for spending some time um we will say just put a little uh, behind the curtain uh thing that uh, greg is outside as you can hear everything's kicking off i'm outside um i was because i'm at work i'm not a full-time comedian um, so I took my lunch break because um, people at um, people at my job don't need to know how weird I am. Right. Um, <laughs> so I was trying to call from uh, inside a, a Chipotle, which is a chain burrito restaurant, but the service wasn't in there. So now um, outside, and if you're following American news reports at all, you've no doubt have heard about the gripping polar vortex. Indeed. That um, we haven't quite gotten it yet here in Philadelphia. Um, it's due to arrive, uh, tonight and it is terribly cold so much. In fact, I might go and sit in my car while we talk about this, uh, television show we love. That's wonderful. See, the the thing is after watching a little bit of your financial guru, um, documentary, I actually think that you are a fantastic comedian and this is all, thank you. And also that this is all sound effects. And you're pretending yes. that you're actually yeah, in a wonderful, lovely, co- co- comfy studio in Los Angeles, and this is yes. all bullshit. You're, you're actually, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not walking. I'm not walking right now underneath um, a drive-through bank kiosk for Wells Fargo. <laughs> um, next to me is a McDonald's. Okay. And uh, across the street from me is uh, International House of Pancakes. Oh, I love so, International House of yes, Pancakes. Just want to paint you guys uh, a word, a veritable words picture as to what I'm, uh, what I'm enduring right now. Indeed. Well, we are very, very grateful. Thank you very much for uh, spending some time with us. Let's let's start right at the start then. So, how did you discover this country? Well, I discovered it like this is. I have a friend whose name is uh, Jason, who uh, I know him via comedy podcasts and the like. He lives in Alabama, and he sent me a message telling me to check out a British TV show, uh, one you guys are probably familiar with, called People Just Do Nothing. Yeah. Um, thinking I would thinking I would like it, and he he was absolutely correct. And from there, I, I watched the first couple seasons of that, and. Um, Went on um, Reddit, uh, the garbage pit that is Reddit, <laughs> to uh, ask about other British shows of that type that 
um, are popular overseas. And someone insisted that this country was the, the best show of ever. And I looked it up and it sounded promising. And um, I, I put it on and like fell in love within, within, within seconds of a pruning, I fell in love with the show. Right, right. So, and it's very weird because it's on um, a streaming platform here called Hulu, which is like Netflix's terrible rival. Right. That um, doesn't really show a lot of anything first run or anything like that. Um, Netflix is like by far way more popular. Um, and people just do nothing is actually on Netflix. But this country is on Hulu. And we get Hulu because my wife, um, they do have like all of like the Real Housewives and all the dumb shows like that. My wife watches all of them. So that's how I watch this country. And it's, it's you know, I discovered your guys' podcast from because I need all of the content I can get. Um, <laughs> I've read, read, I've read and watched every interview possible with Daisy May and Charlie. Um, the one, I don't know if you guys talked about it or know about it, but the one, I have no idea who she's talking to, but she talks about her brief, uh, foray as a stripper. Um, oh, that's with, uh, Romish. R- Romish, uh, yes. yes, 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 yes. It, and that story, like when I heard it, I was like crying with laughter listening to it. Like it, it's unbelievably funny. And I, I think like. I wish they, I wish I knew, I wish I knew who they, like, knew them, because they are just so ridiculously talented and funny. It's like, you guys always mention um, um, her Laurel and Hardy faces and reactions, and it it is so spot on. Like, it is, it is insane how gifted she is at, like, facial uh, expressions and um reactions, and like, I cannot get enough of watching her in action. And, And Charlie's you know, like Curtin's amazing too, with his just kind of like obliviousness and just doesn't, you know, like his just reactions and especially when he talks to the vicar, just get me every time. Mm. So, um, you said at the beginning that you're the only person you know that watches it. You've obviously spoken highly of it to your colleagues and, and, um, associates. Nobody has right. yet ventured into watching it yet. I know if you, I, uh, I'm not, uh, I, I'm not an influencer by any means. I'm not <laughs> an Instagram influencer or anything like that. Um, but I do, I have gotten a few people to check it out, and everyone I know who has watched it says, like, oh my god, this is so good. And it's really just to go on a tangent, right? It's really, it's really, really weird here. Um, uh, it's really like a weird trend to me. Because I'm I'm 41, and in the early kind of 2000s and like late, especially the late 90s, you know, like I'm kind of you know grew up like a, into punk and indie music, and uh, everything. I, I did a joke in my stand-up uh, routine once was that um, um, the only way you could make out with a girl between 1998 and 2002 was if you had a British accent. All right, okay. Because, Everyone here, everyone here who was like kind of hipster and everything was really into every anything British, like Blur. You know, like I love Blur and I love The Clash and I love Ash, even though they're Irish and Pulp, and and British comedy kind of trans moved into that too because 
there's like a secret code um, amongst people about how great the British office was. And it appeared on um, our public broadcasting channel, PBS, which no one watches for absolutely any reason at all. But every now and then some weird show will pop up like the young ones was on in the 80s on it. Right. And and then the office popped up and I um, just was flipping through the channels and I saw the office was on and I heard good things and I checked it out. I'm like, this is this is great. And then it became like this kind of secret code to show how cool you were. If you got the British, um, the British office DVD and, you know, so it, the office had like a kind of a cult fandom here before the U S office was like, well in the works. So, um, it's, but it's a shock to me that like, it's not like picked up steam here, you you know, like it's, it's really, I think like a really kind of universal show, um, like I know, like on on this country, they don't talk about Brexit or anything like that. Thank God. Mm. But um, you know, like one of the big themes in American politics right now is the decay of rural America, and um, just what it's like to be, you know, like what it what is it like to be in a left behind area, and um, you know, so it's like pretty translatable, I think, to what a lot of you know, what's in the talk of America with like the Rust Belt and, and kind of places like that. Mm. And um, so I don't know why, though, it like hasn't hasn't picked up. Like, I get why people just do nothing wouldn't really transfix an American audience because it's like no one here knows what the heck, you know, like like a UK garage music from 2005 is like I have I had no idea. And pirate radio is something we never had. But you know, like life in rural America and being broke with even less to do is something people like all know. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to ask you in regards to sort of where this country is set. I'm assuming that there are places all over America that would, would, could be the same place, if that makes sense. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like the very first scene, um, when they're all right. So my my parents um, are both retired, and they live. I'm from. Um, I, I live in Philadelphia now, but I grew up right outside of New York City, and in in New Jersey. So my parents uh, they retired and they moved to um, uh, New York State. So they moved about five hours north of New York in what we call the Adirondacks, which is like a mountain area. Mm-hmm. And where, so the very first scene in in um, they're talking about some TV presenter, you know, like showed up in that town and everything. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I don't, you know, like I had to watch in the cat. I have to watch in captions to pick up who the references are. <laughs> and so I had no idea who this guy was. So I looked him up and I'm like, oh, he's like a minor presenter and some on like whatever kind of like, you know, like house flipping show or whatever. Yeah. And it's funny because where my parents live is in this. Um, it's like. You know, if you're retired or you're a tourist there and you own a summer house, it's very nice. But if you like live there, live there, it's it's not a good place. And the there's a famous person from that area, from that town. Uh, her name's Rachel Ray, and she's like a U.S. cook who's on like you know like all like the cooking shows mm. kind of thing. So she, so she's not like you know she's not like a real celebrity. She's not like you know like super famous or anything. But they make the biggest deal about her there. Like all these places are like Rachel Ray recommends kind of thing. So it's the same exact kind of like it's just kind of like I felt like as soon as I saw him, like that's like a perfect translation to where my parents live. 
kind of thing yeah that you know like people make such a big deal in small places when they see the most minor celebrity yeah 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 mm. so do you um greg do you think then this country would work as an american remake i don't think it i don't think it would just because america's rural population seems so different than your guys um one of the things that's like kind of like i've never lived or spent a lot of time in like deep rural america right but one of the um kind of um things is that like kind of a comparison that people where i live in the american northeast have about rural america is that everyone's kind of like kid rock Mm. yeah and you know like into like dirt bikes and things like that Mm. um so i don't know if you could get something that's kind of um kind of as witty i guess um i don't want to i'm sure you could but it's just really it's just such a weird parallel you know like i could see someone trying to make it and i could see someone not liking it you know um but it's like we couldn't do like we have a lot of like talk shows here but we couldn't really do like alan partridge right yeah yeah um office like the american office like i've heard you guys talk about on the show too is you know like i think a lot of english people even like the american more than the british one i yeah i do and Like I think you know, like the office kind of translated universally somehow. Um, even though the U.S. office, no one liked the first season, and mm-hmm. it's just really interesting and weird to me how how that all works. Um, but I don't, I don't think this country can make it over here. Although I will say that I could see everyone loving if they were to take the joke um, Kelly Curry had about um, comparing herself to the undertaker and Kane, right yeah i think that would work well yeah yeah, yeah. like everyone any wrestling fan would love that joke yeah because the one thing that i was fascinated with in talking to you is the references that like you said you you had to put the captions on to be able to get certain references um, I asked the Dump right. Gang, the Dump Gang Facebook page. I asked them to give me some of the references in this country and, and just see what you think they mean. So okay, okay. okay, so I'm going to give you a couple, and you tell me what you think they mean. Okay, so big bold Fanny. <laughs> what do you think that uh, means? I think it's uh, rear end. Right. Yes, it's because Fanny in America is completely different yeah. to Fanny in England. You see, it's the wrong side. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, yeah. You you like the rear end, whereas <laughs> Fanny in 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 uh, England is the front end. Oh. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> so when you call somebody a okay. big when you call somebody a big bold fanny, you, you, you know it's a bit more of an insult than just calling them an ass, basically. Oh. Now that's that one. This okay. More hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is don't be a scav. Don't oh. be a scav. I, I'm that's scav. Um. I don't know. I, I have no idea what don't be a scav would mean. Go on, then. Okay, I was trying to think. I, I mean, a scav, I would think. See, well, like, to be honest, to be honest Greg, even we aren't 100% sure what they mean. Yeah, but. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I think it's like a scavenger, isn't it? Don't be a. a like, if, you, if you're wanting something, if you're eating some crisps and I keep saying, oh, come on, let me have some, let me have some, you'd say to me, yeah. don't be a scav. Remember, Greg is here. Chips. Not Chris. Oh yeah, chips. chips. Sorry, well, don't confuse Greg yeah, even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, uh, chips. Yeah. yeah. Somebody, somebody also asked, "Can you do a Cockney accent?" Hello, gov. Hello, governor. That's all right. Can I have your? Um... That's all right. That's, no, that's all right. Good. That's, that's not bad. Good. That's not bad considering yeah. it's a cold day, it, and, and uh, I just threw you straight into it. I, I would say better than Dick Van Dyke. I think a lot better than <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. Um, <laughs> but, I, was tr- I was trying to for like my own own comedy learn how to do kind of. Um, um, like a, a BBC, but I could I could not do it at all. Like, no. I'm so bad at accent. It's like it's ridiculous how bad I am at trying to do an accent. Right. Okay. I got one more for you. Spunk to okay. fiver at the services. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Spunk to a fiver at the services. Um. Would that be? Stole a five dollar bill at a social service agency <laughs> <laughs> uh, not quite no it's um it's, it's basically uh, have, having a five uh, having a fiver to be able to spend uh on fruit machines you just blow a fiver on something trivial i suppose yeah it? it's it's yeah i don't even know perfect, if that makes perfect. sense i mean do you not you know what a fruit machine is like they have it in vegas slot machine that's oh, basically what it is they have fight fi- yeah okay fi- um it's it's spend oh, okay. yeah. like the cherries will pop. Yeah, it's spending five pounds or five dollars uh, on a on a slot machine is basically what that means. It gets very confusing. Yeah, Greg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Greg, then obviously you've been. Yeah, no, I went. I was going to say sorry, Greg. Um, I was going to say on Hulu, have they got both series and the um, special? They don't have the special, so I have not seen the special. And if you know of anyone who can tell um, an illegal way to watch it without my computer being hacked it's all that snow uh, i'm right here it's the storm of interference it yeah. is it, yeah oh yeah but <laughs> let me try it again oh that's, I've been that's good blizzard this is good here yeah that's good okay okay i was in a hallway and now i'm in a foyer so <laughs> Okay. Someone directed me here. <laughs> Thank you so much. I knew you were having problems here. I'm talking to people in England. And I'm like, I know exactly what the issue is. Come down by the front door. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. All right. So that was uh, someone who worked in an adjacent office to me, directed me where to get better Wi-Fi reception. Oh, oh bless them. them. Tell them thank you very much from England. Yes. <laughs> I did. I did. She has left my life as quickly as she appeared. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, so we need to try and find some way of uh, of, of getting you to see the uh, the aftermath, don't we? Yeah, I've been doing. I've been googling every single possible way to do it, and I, you can't watch the BBC iPlayer doesn't work here, right? And and it, it's if anyone can can send me a way to watch it, I will be eternally eternally grateful because I read all the reviews. People are saying it's like five stars, the best. One of the best episodes of television ever. I can't wait. I cannot wait to see it. I'm sure it'll be on Hulu soon. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, your comedy. So, um, oh, sure. how, how long how long have you been a stand up comic and and writing comedy? Uh, I've been doing comedy for like twelve years, about um, ten to twelve years, and it's been not consistent. I, I some, I'm in the middle of a break right now, but. Um, I, I been doing comedy on and off for 12 years. Um, I started doing, uh, sketch comedy with a group of people I met 
and then moved into just doing my own kind of kind of stuff. And then I kind of got focused on doing just portraying characters. And the past three years or so is when I've uh, become an accomplished financial guru. Indeed. Who's, um, trying to uh, help people uh, stop being poor. <laughs> right. <laughs> and how is that working out for, for you as a financial guru? Um, as financial guru, Greg Gethard, it, it's been, I think, like, it's been like the best comedy. Like, everything I've done comedy wise has built up to do that to do this character because um it works with like my professional career because i i work um in financial media and i was a financial journalist for a while and i'm uh i don't know if you guys have like uh what you would call an mba at in england colleges but it's like a graduate degree in business studies mm. so everything kind of like kind of coincides that I'm interested in kind of like works its way with that and it's been so much fun it's like I've been really kind of actually got good at comedy um as opposed to being like middling at comedy and and then I got you know now I'm pretty I think I'm pretty good at it right now so so uh, one of the bits that we saw um was when you were going to uh, propose to your um what you thought was your fiance uh next to the yes. the rocky uh, statue um, yes. it looked to me like it was, it was, it was part sort of documentary, but also part sort of impractical jokers. Cause the people around, same as the part in the hotel, when you, um, went to go and check in and you were in the wrong city. Yes. Um, yes. it seemed like the people around didn't know that this was a comedy show. It was almost like it was just an actual documentary. Is that, is that how you shot it? Yeah, that's how we shot it is, um, is just like that kind of like Sasha Baron Cohen's style and we um or impractical joker style where um we i had like um the people i interact with in it are all other comedians here in philadelphia right and we um and then i have a very talented friend named kevin who is the director and him and his team like directed it and and they edited it and everything and we just kind of were like um I actually go to like to do research for my character. I'll go to like hotel ballrooms, kind of like the stuff Shaz did in that episode where she got Carrie to start selling nutritional supplements. Mm. Um, I'll go to those kind of events to kind of do research for to see what they're like and everything. And I um, just kind of knew exactly kind of like what what they happen because they're all at like crappy hotels and banquet rooms and everything. So I um planned it out we booked it we just kind of blocked it out like all right let's go to the hotel lobby let's you know like one of us did a recon mission to kind of get the layout of the land and where everything was and just how to kind of kind of do it from there so that's how we did it for the hotel it's just we walked into a hotel by my house and we just kind of one had one take to kind of try and make it funny right and you know we there's you can't really rehearse it or anything we kind of knew some of the lines I knew I was going to beg for mercy at the end and, you know, like have a big fight in the lobby and everything like that. And when we did the engagement scene, um, the, the Rocky Steps is like – that's like this infamous um, attraction in Philadelphia from the movie Rocky. Mm. And every, everyone in Philadelphia – it must be like if you live in London, how sick you are of Americans talking about Big Ben or right. whatever. Right. Like it's like – you, like you let like no one from Philadelphia will ever go to the Rocky Steps. It's the dumbest thing, and there's like huge lines. Like, and it's right in front of our actual art museum. 
So it's like, you know, there's actual Cezannes in this museum here. Why don't you go see that as opposed to like <laughs> a pretty good sports movie? Oh, no, Rob, Carl. Um, you know, kind of, kind of stuff like that. So um, I, we chose it there because we knew there'd be people there who would be kind of goofy and weird to kind of, um, um, you know, get good reactions from and everything. And what was funny is the woman I proposed to, I had only met her that night. Um, we, we, I was trying, I had someone else in mind to kind of do do that character, to do that role with me, someone like I know pretty well, but she, I couldn't get like a date to match up with her that she was free when we could get the camera crew there. So I just put kind of out like a big thing on Facebook, like, Hey, I'm desperate to get someone to perform with me this night. And here's the idea. And the, um, people who, um, responded the woman's name is kate and her husband joel is the guy who's like my romantic rival in the scene and they got back to me and um they we just walked around for like an hour to kind of go over what we were doing and everything and they're just like really awesome hilarious people so do you do you like sort of doing that gorilla type of filmmaking then or or it was that just how that had to be made just, I've always wanted to do like a gorilla. I've always want like I my favorite shows are like other than this country or, or you know like I love mockumentaries and I love um you know like I really um loved um the first incarnation of Ali G and right. yeah, yeah. Borat and all that. So I always want to make something like that. Um, this is kind of like the first idea I had because it coincided. Um, I did a one man. I did a one man show in Philadelphia at the comedy theater we have here. And it was, it was actually what I did. The show was like my attempt to try and get people to sign up to sell um, nutritional supplements. So this video kind of set up the show in that, like I lost everything and went crazy. So now um, this nutritional supplement brought me back to life and this helped me physically and emotionally. It can help you too. If you join my sales force. So I had like a reason to make the video but that's my favorite thing is like kind of guerrilla comedy like that is like my favorite, favorite stuff in the world. Do you, do you let you, do you let them know afterwards? I, it might sound like a silly question, but I have no idea. Do I know who it is? Do, do you let them know after you filmed it? The, the people oh, no, that... no, no, absolutely. Absolutely not. Right. Which is probably highly illegal and we probably should get like waivers and people signing off to use their images or whatever, but we just didn't care. It's like, you know. If we, um, oh, I know, I know, oh my God. I know <laughs> it's snowing really hard outside and someone just walked into the hallway. I mean, so, oh my um, goodness. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, it, it, we didn't ask permission and we didn't tell anyone. I think people kind of probably picked up because I'm not that great an actor, but, um, you know, it was, um, no matter what, like you kind of got a funny story out of it, no matter either way. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Right, before we uh, um, take up too much more of your time, because we know, have you, have you got a venture back out into the snow, or are you back in your building? I'm back in my building, but I left my burrito in my car. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we have, okay. have to go out and get it. It's We're going to have a little, a, I think it's fine. A quick little quiz. Okay. Oh, we, the big we, quiz. The big, the big quiz. quiz. Kerry or Curtin. So I'm going to give you a line of dialogue, and you have to tell me whether it was Kerry or Curtin. Okay? Okay. Here okay. we go. Here's the first one. Right. Number one, don't you dare eat that cheese. That would be curry. Well done. One out of one. Number two, 
I don't want your clammy fingers reaching over, jabbing the screen. I think that's curtain. Well done. Two boom, out of two. Boom. Number three. How long do you reckon he's been on there for? I reckon... Sorry, I'm start that again. How long do you reckon he's been in there for? I reckon 20 minutes. Oh, I know what that scene is from, too. I'm, I'm seeing it. Um, I think that's Curry. Three for three. This is good. Number four. Yeah, it's been nice having new mates, to be honest. Um, uh, not being bossed around by Baron Greenback. That's Curtin. Well done. Four for four. He's going for the Boom. full five. Number five. I got a loan to pay off the first loan and to buy a PlayStation. That is Curry. Oh, my God. Five out of five. Well done. We haven't had a five out of five for a long, long... (laughs) USA. USA. That is some fantastic work. In the snow, in zero degrees, he gets five out of five. Well Well done, done, Greg. Greg. Well, before we let you go, Greg, I must ask then, within this country, do you have a favourite episode? Oh my god! Like I knew you guys were going to ask me that, and I can't even like begin to go over what what like a, the internal debate this. But my favorite episode, my favorite scene ever on television is um, in um, season two, episode two, when Curry gets the uh, completely insane love letters from Dan. Right. And at the end, when she's like, she's trying to compute that, like, what this means. And when her and um, um, her neighbor are, um, you know, like, well, well, well when um, when her neighbor talked about stalking, being a stalker was was great. But when she's just saying like, no, the parts about how strong I am are fine. It's when you get to the sexual bits. Yeah. It's like when I'm, I'm a little worried about that. But you can talk how much you want about my strength. Yeah, <laughs> like it's so it's so weird and unsettling on so many levels that that's my favorite my favorite thing i've ever seen on television wonderful right i've before we finish i've got two little things that i'd like to ask you one you one you have to answer one you don't have to answer okay okay so the one you have to answer you haven't seen the aftermath yet in a a couple of words what because obviously we all have so we know what happens what do you think is going to happen curtains nan makes her debut and bails out curry Oh, interesting. Okay. 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 That's interesting. Okay. And the question you don't have to answer um, is, could you tell us a little bit about where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Because I course. didn't know whether it's something that, uh, that I, I, I watched it today, and I don't know whether it's something you would quite happily t- tell us about, or you would say, oh, yeah. that's it, it's the end of the conversation. Uh, you know, thank you very much. It's the end of oh, the no. interview. Oh, you have... You have no idea how many times I've, I've told this story. Um, so, did you did you guys have that over overseas? I, we didn't. I, I've I've never seen it before, but I did. I I noticed it on on YouTube, and I thought I, yes. I'm just going to have so, to have a little so look. What that show is is it was um, there was a popular video game that you could play on your computer that they used in schools as a geography game, and they made a TV game show about it. And I was um, one of the first contestants on the show i was like contestant um i was on like the fourth or fifth episode so i was on it and um it's like this crazy story as to what happened um you could see me on it telling a knock knock joke and completely bombing not the first (laughs) time i would bomb in front of uh a big audience of people 
Um, and it was really crazy because like they ask you before the show, like what you want to be when you grow up. So I said, um, either a baseball manager or a stand-up comedian. And, um, I was like, they loved it because most of the other kids on the show were kind of dull and they're always like, I want to be a doctor or a lawyer, or, mm. you know, kind of thing like that. So they loved it. And they wrote me, they asked me if I had any jokes, but I was 12 years old. So I didn't have any, you know, any material or anything. So they wrote me that joke to do. And it completely bombed, which is like to <laughs> even I was not upset it bombed because I'm like, this is so dumb. This is so bad. It's entertaining. But what you couldn't see on that show is I got caught cheating. I tried to cheat at one point and I got caught and I was reprimanded off air for it. And I had to like pretend to cry so they didn't disqualify me from being on the show. Oh, right. And yeah. And it's kind of like this legend amongst my friends about that. And um, what happened is um, I, I actually made a lot of my friends like, um, in you know, like uh, I went to high school, American high school the next year where you meet kids from like all different parts of your town as opposed to just your neighborhood. And I made like all these friends who saw it and thought it was really funny that I was on it. And they became like they're still like my closest friends. Mm. And one of these people um, is um, it's um, my friend Kirsten, and when we went off to college, Kirsten was in college, and she told her friends about the story. And I met um, years later um, um, when we were adults. I was at a party with Kirsten and her friends from college, and one of her friends, her friend Alana, came up to me and said, "Like, are you um, you were you Kirsten's friend who was on Where in the World Is Carmen San Diego?" And I told her I was. And now that woman, Alana, uh, who that's the first thing she mentioned to me, we are now been married for 12 years. Wow. Oh, wow. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, I will, yes. I will say, we will put the, if it's all right with you, I'll put the link up in the show notes of the podcast so people can watch it. Cause it's not just the, the joke that bombs. It's the fact that every time Greg tries to talk into the microphone, he bends down to talk right into oh. the microphone and the host keeps saying, you don't need to do that, man. You're all right. You oh just, just, <laughs> just stand. It's so good. And I did that because um, I was on our um, our school's um, quiz ball team. Right. And when we did quiz ball, you had to lean into the microphone. So it was right. just like drilled into me and I couldn't break that happen. <laughs> well, what made me laugh is I was looking at the, uh, the financial guru on YouTube and on the comments, somebody put, isn't that the Carmen San Diego guy? <laughs> so I thought, yeah. oh my God, he's, he's a, like a legend because of that show. <laughs> But it's like the there's like a couple versions on YouTube and they combined have like I don't even know like a million hits or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like it was kind of like a big viral hit for a day or two. It's like really kind of it was it was really like crazy and everything. Um, when that kind of like we my friends put it, I found it. Um, that's a whole other that would be a whole three hour conversation about how I finally got a copy of the tape. <laughs> but we. Um, found it and um, put it online. Like my friend put it online for me and I wrote this story about everything. I'd sum up very quickly and it blew up. It got like passed all over like the internet and all these different pages and everything. And every now and then it'll pop up on something. Someone will write something about it and it will get like kind of renewed. I'll get people like talk, trying to talk to me about it on Facebook and all this stuff. And like, I just like, at this point, I just don't even talk to anyone about it, like on Facebook. Cause it's like, I don't care at this point. 
yeah. yeah, it's like super. I'm so glad you guys found that. That's hilarious. Oh, that's crazy. It really is crazy. I, I will show Neil it when we, as soon as we finish oh, talking to you, I will show it to Neil. Um, Greg, but thank I, you. I was oh, going to say okay. just quickly, Greg, as well. Also, we ought to recommend people do look at your sketches at the home. Absolutely. Because they are very, very funny. They really are good. Oh, I, I really super appreciate that. I think I'm really happy with them too. And it's been, um, um, you know, it took me a, a good amount of time to kind of to get to the point where like I made something I want people to watch and um, I'm, I work, I know a lot of funny people who help me out. So I'm just a really lucky guy to be able to get people to kind of like help me out and get what, what I'm trying to tell them and everything. So um, I, I couldn't appreciate that more. It's, it really means a lot to me that people overseas watched what I did and liked it and everything. And oh my God, fingers crossed that Daisy May and Charlie watch it. And I would be like so beyond thrilled if they did. That'd be awesome. Um, so, have, have you got like a, a website or anything or somewhere that people can watch your stuff? Of course not. I that would mean <laughs> I would have to prepare and plan my life. <laughs> but if people want to like hit me up on um, on Facebook or whatever, and if they heard this and want to be my friend or whatever, I'd be more than more than happy to oblige. Okay. Well, we, what we'll do is we'll get those links off of you and we'll put those up on the show notes as well. So people can just click on the podcast and then they can uh, come and be your friend or follow you on Twitter or, or whichever they, they want to do. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it so much. That's awesome. Greg, thank you so much yes, for spending some you, time for, for braving the weather. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's, it's been a real pleasure to speak to you. It really has. Um, and, and, and keep blowing the trumpet for this country in the US. Yeah. And, uh, and hopefully we'll, we'll, you know, we'll speak again soon. If you're ever in the UK, let us know. If we're ever in Philadelphia, oh. we'll come and, uh, run up the steps, run up the rocky steps oh, with you. God. Well, I, I, we'll briskly walk, maybe. We'll, yeah, we'll briskly walk. Yes. We won't be a run. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, I was a tour guide for a while, and and whenever we uh, drop people, we had a double decker bus that brings people around the city, and I would be like, "Here's like the ben, you know, like whatever monuments." And whenever we we'd always have to drop people off at the Rocky Steps, and then I would thank the rest of the passengers, like, "Thank you so much for not running up the Rocky Steps. <laughs> like, you have no idea how much we hate people who run up the Rocky Steps." <laughs> so, so yeah. if you do come in visit me you will not be doing that okay we promise we won't be doing <laughs> we, that even if we wanted to we wouldn't be we wouldn't, anyway yeah, if, you, yes. if you knew us we we, we're, we're not built for running i think I just, that's the safe thing to say <laughs> uh so right, well, uh thank you very much once again greg oh uh, thank you guys so much oh, and i you. love the podcast and and i'm truly thrilled to be able to be the first american guest who went five for five five for five, five. For five. I, I, I honestly i'm gonna have to listen back i can't remember the last person that did go five for five so no, i can't so uh that is definitely some, that's a big tick in your box yeah, young man be proud of that one <laughs> indeed neil do you want to do a little bit of housekeeping absolutely you can find us on all the social media outlets your facebooks your snapchats your twitters and your instagrams is there any more no WTAF This Country. And uh, we have a website where you can find out everything that we do. WTAF This Country. No, no. WTAF And then it's WTAF This Country at Hotmail.com. For the email. For the and email. we're on Patreon as well. Uh, just uh, Patreon.com. WTAF. That's it. Once again, thank you very much, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, guys. Thank Cheerio. Cheerio. Cheerio, yeah. Cheerio my old mate. Uh, thank you very much, Neil. Thank you very much, pal. Cheerio. Thank you very much, everybody else. Enjoy the snow and go and get plumbed, you fuckers. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. 
Daft Cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal. Phenomenal.